So this week, we are looking at our new topic, which is on the theme of serving. And I felt a real nudge, actually, when we were thinking about the term ahead, uh, it popped into my mind, and then I popped it out of my mind again. And then as we were having our team meeting, so it came back up again. And it really felt like, actually, the Lord wanted us to look at this, which is why we're doing it. It's always a good start, isn't it? Um, so... Uh, that's why we're looking at serving, and we're going to be looking at different aspects of serving um, over the course of the next few weeks. And we've also got um, a couple of visits from people, as I've mentioned. Anna is coming next week to share with us how what they do in Flourish, and then Rachel Pittman is here, I can see her. She's just going to share some thoughts with us about her voluntary work at the prison service. Um, and so it's a sense, it's a sense that actually... As a group of women, uh, individually we're amazing, but collectively we're also amazing. And there's a real strength and a real kind of, um, I want to say power. When we all get together, think of the amazing things that we could do if we kind of joined forces and looked out and, and thought about how we might serve other people. So, yeah, uh, that's where this theme is kind of coming from. And so I was thinking about how to start it off and... Um, this passage might not necessarily uh, be your immediate thoughts on serving, but we're going to go with it, okay? So let's just see what happens. So we're looking at the feeding of the 5,000. Um, I'm reading from uh, Mark's Gospel. It's one of the few stories that actually appears in all four Gospels, and they're all very slightly different, but it, together they paint a much wider picture. So I'm just going to read this passage. It's going to come up on the screens. Um, and if anybody wants the references for the other Gospels, I can give that to them. But I'm going to just concentrate on this one for now. So, the apostles gathered round Jesus. It's, sorry, it's Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 44. There we go. The apostles gathered round Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, Jesus said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have, he asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces of bread and fish. 
the number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. This is an incredible story. Can you imagine being there, sat on the grass? And I think the reason it says at the end the number of men was 5,000 is that traditionally Jewish men and women didn't learn in the same place. So the men would have been in a place and the women would have been in a place. And I think maybe that's why they were counting men. But we know that there were others there because we know if we read John's Gospel that the boy bought, a boy bought the loaves and fishes. And so there must have been children present as well. But to have all those people, and you think about 5,000 people, think about a secondary school's probably got about, I don't know, 1,000, 1,200 pupils. That's like five secondary schools full of people and then some. It's a bit mind-blowing to imagine all those people. And I can understand the disciples going, how are we meant to feed them all? And when Jesus says, well, you go and do it, I imagine them thinking, what is he on? Anyway, thank the Lord that Jesus is God. And this is an incredible story. (laughs) And, um, you know, Jesus is serving his people. He sees them. He has compassion on them. And because Jesus is Jesus and he's so full of love, he wants to talk to them. He wants to teach them and he wants to heal them. And he does all of these things. In the Bible, the bit just before this story, the last bit says that he's just found out that John the Baptist has died. And John the Baptist was his cousin. It would have been someone that he loved. And so he would have probably been full of kind of grief and disappointment. And that's why they originally went to a solitary place, so that Jesus could process that. And so he's got all that going on in his mind because he's human. And then he sees this great crowd and he says, I'm just going to spend myself on them a bit more. And you might think that that's the point that I'm using this story, but it's not. Actually, the point I want to draw out of this story about serving is actually the boy. Because while the disciples are looking for food, he's the only one that gets a mention of offering anything to eat. And he would have been young. But it it strikes me that he would have just been willing to give over his food to other people if he was asked. And um, he basically gave what was in his hand. So my question today is, what is in our hands What have we got that we can offer? And to start with, why do we serve anyway? What is the point of us serving? And it's that sense of purpose. You know, when we serve other people, we have a sense of purpose. We want to um, offer ourselves for them. And we're kind of one part of one big family, you know, to, here we have a, an amazing group of women, but there's the wider church, and the, you know, it goes on beyond, there's ripple effects all the way. And, um, you know, we all have a, a part to play, I don't know how it works in your family. My ideal is that we all have jobs to do at home, my reality is that I do them all. But, um, you know, in my head I like to think, you know, someone does that and does that. They usually do the jobs if they are asked enough times, so we'll get there in the end. But it's the same with us. We all, we all have a part to play. And this miracle shows that this boy offered what was in his hand at that time. So what can we offer? I found it really fascinating. I'm sure many of us in this room watched the coronation on Saturday. Anybody with me? It was really interesting that the first word that the king openly said in his service was that he came to serve and not be served. And um, 
I understand that, you know, he's the monarch, that's his job. And, but the first thing that he declares, and it echoes those words of Jesus, because Jesus says at the end of Mark chapter 10, I think we've got it somewhere, that says the son of man came, did not come to be served, but came to serve <clears throat> and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There's no name higher than Jesus. He's the Son of God. And yet he says, I've come to serve. And we see that he is the ultimate servant because moments before and the kind of lead up to the, his arrest and his crucifixion, he's there with his disciples and he says, my time has come. In John 13, we read the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet now, that's not going to be a nice job, is it? You know, they, they had dusty, muddy floors. And, um, you know, if you've been on your feet all day and men's feet, sorry, men. But there we go. Sorry, Daniel, at the back. Um, generally speaking, probably not the nicest thing. Yet Jesus, you know, took off his outer garments, wrapped a towel around his waist, got down on his knees, and he served his friends in this way. And he encourages us to do the same. You know, in John 13, 15, he says, if we're to follow his example, we're to do the same. You know, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. So Jesus himself is asking us to serve other people. And I think um, serving is different from calling. Uh, a call on your life is usually something very specific. It's either a specific gift or a specific talent that God wants you to use for the purpose of building his kingdom. But I think serving is, is not so specific. It's uh, a call to roll up your sleeves and to get stuck in. You know, and we don't serve for our own benefit. Um, while we serve... And hopefully we enjoy serving, and if we find it rewarding, we get that sense of joy. But we don't ultimately do it for our benefit, or we're not supposed to anyway. We're, there's always um, it's supposed to be a cost to serving as well. It's not just for self-gratification. We're doing it for other people, so there should be a cost to ourselves to do it. Um, and it might be... Uh, that we serve in a way that might not be our primary gifting or um, what we're the best at, but it might be something we can do, we can offer our time. Maybe, um, you know, it's not always uh, offering money. I mean, that might be a way that we can serve other people. It might be you're offering your time for something. It might be um, that you have something that you can offer. In this case, this boy offered his lunch to bless many. But serving is about doing something for other people because Jesus uh, asks us to do it. And, you know, sometimes if we start serving in a way that we're not sure of, we might find that we really love it. We might find that we're really good at it. And actually, it's what God wanted for us all along. Um, but sometimes it just takes a bit of courage to step out and to do that and to uh, put ourselves out there. But really, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about obedience. I think I've said this before. It's saying yes to Jesus in that moment. You know, he gives us what we need in order to do the jobs that he's asked us to do. And, you know, we are all, um, 
we're, I think we're all called to do something. We're all created on purpose, and we're created with purpose, and we're created for a purpose. And so, you know, we're obviously, in our life, God is bringing us through life in order to fulfill that purpose he's created us to do. But he also gives us other things along the way, and I think that's what serving is about more than calling. I think we're actually going to look at specifically service. Uh, Christina, I can see you over there, is going to talk to us about that. But whatever we have in our hand, it doesn't matter how small it is or how big, if we're giving it willingly, God will take what's in our hand and he will bless it and he will multiply it. And he can, as we've seen from the feeding of the 5,000, he can take something really small and increase it so much that it's abundant and overflowing. And it, that's how he rolls. You know, that's what God does. He takes what we offer him. We can never um, offer him enough, I don't think. But he can make so much of it. And, you know, I mean, actually, we don't need to do anything. God loves us anyway. He loves us first. We love him back. But what he wants is for us to join in with what he wants to do. You know, nothing is impossible for him. He's the God of miracles. He does great things. And, you know, a tree doesn't bear fruit for itself. So we talk about um, bearing fruit it's one of the, you know, the gifts of the Spirit. If we're filled with the gifts of the Spirit, we bear the fruits of the Spirit, which is love and joy and peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, kindness and self-control. There we go. Um, but that's not for our benefit. We bear those fruits for the people around us. And so I think it's, um, we need to remember that as we're, we're serving, it's not for us, it's for others. Serving is love in action. You know, there's a great passage in Romans that talks about love in action, and I think we're going to be looking at that one later in the term as well. You know, to, to serve others uh, is a huge act of love. And I've just been reminded as I'm talking about Mother Teresa. And Mother Teresa, um, when she, she was a nun, that she used to work in the slums of Calcutta in India, which were very dark places. And she felt called to go and serve the people of the slum there. And um, a journalist once met her, and um, there was a group of them, and they went to mass, and they noticed that Mother Teresa had seriously deformed feet. And they were um, questioning with each other, what's the matter with her feet? But it's not really something you can go up to somebody and say, why are your feet looking like that? So they were patient, and eventually, one of the other nuns went up to this group and said, I. I I suspect you're wondering about Mother Teresa's feet and why they look like they do. And they said, well, actually, yes, we are. What's going on? And she said, we only get enough pairs of donated shoes to go round one for everybody. And so Mother Teresa will go and rummage around in the donated shoes till she finds the very worst pair. And then she will squash her feet into them so no one else has to wear them and so that other people have better shoes than her. And you think, that's incredible. So she literally deformed her feet in service of other people. And that's a real example. I'm not sure how many of us would necessarily want to do that. But it's about pouring ourselves out for other people. It's about thinking of others before ourselves. It keeps us humble. It takes the pride away. When we're serving other people, we're remembering that it's not about us. It's about, uh, it's about God. 
And the thing is that it is really about giving something back. You know, God has given us this incredible gift. He gave us Jesus who died for us, who took all our sin, all our shame, all the things we've ever said or thought or done wrong, or the inverse of that, things we haven't said or thought or done that we should have done. He's taken all that. It was laid upon him at the cross and he died. And he rose again and he has set us free from all of the penalty of sin. You know, we are free. We are free to have a relationship with God. We can come into his presence. We can do this. And actually serving other people is part of our gratitude to him. It's us saying, we want to give something back to you. We recognize what you've done for us. Let me spend my life in service to you. And so really, um, that's what I want us to think about this term, is how we might be able to serve the Lord. Now, I know that lots of us are busy, and lots of us are doing things anyway, and that's brilliant, and praise the Lord and continue. But for some of us, we might not know how to serve. We might not know what to do. And I think it would be good for all of us, actually, just to take some time over the next few weeks to think and to reflect and to work out what God might be saying to us. He might say, carry on as you are. It's brilliant. He might be saying, actually, pick this up. This is, this is great. There's a new direction. And it might be he says, stop doing this and actually think about it for a while and do something else. So I think... Uh, my question to leave you with is that, what's in your hand? What is it that you have got that you might be able to offer in service of the Lord? It might be something, you, and, that's, and that's why we've got Flourish and Rachel coming uh, to talk to us. And, you know, just to open our eyes to see what else might be out there. There's lots of things to get involved in. And there's lots of things even in church to get involved in if you want to. Every area of ministry can always use an extra pair of hands. So um, I think my challenge is let's over the next few weeks be really praying into uh, how we might be able to serve the Lord. What is it that he wants us to do? How do we step out and spend ourselves a bit more for him? I think I'm going to actually leave it there. So let's... um, have a few minutes just to sit and think about what's been said and see if God's saying anything to 